I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Syrupcast, Mobile Syrup's Canadian tech-focused podcast. I'm Patrick O'Rourke and Brad Bennett, a man who still refers to himself as the bad boy of tech. He's back once again. He's across the internet from me. He just flexed on camera. How are you doing, Brad? I'm good. I'm good. I actually have like a bad boy item that I will hold what, up. What is it? Hold it up for me. And then I will describe to the camera. <laughs> um, How did you get it? How did you get the Wii Fit Plus? But yeah, typical bad boy fashion. I just went to a value village. And in typical value village fashion, there is two. I think in every value village by law, there has to be two Wii balance boards. And so I just picked one up. And uh, secretly, I also stole the disc because that was somewhere else for another $7. And I said, nah, those are just supposed to go together. <laughs> and so I slipped it in the box, bought the box, and now I am excited to do Wii Fit Yoga sometime this week. Did you, badass as always. Did you happen to Actually, see any Actually, I guess stealing the, the, the Wii Fit was pretty badass. Pardon? Did you see any rock band guitars or anything at that value? Uh, there was one guitar that looked almost like a third-party rock band thing, but it only had three buttons, so I ended up leaving it behind. Um, and most of the Rock Band Guitar Hero copies I found were for like PlayStation 2, which is uh, a little too retro for what I'm looking for. Looking for that Wii, that sweet, sweet Wii version. And I also was looking for another Wii, but uh, no Wiis, only 360s. And I did find That's a nice. PC, but I left it. It's a fun, fun weekend. This week, we also have Dean Daly on the pod. How are you doing, Dean? You look, you look nice and cozy on camera. Oh my God, Dean also just held up a Wii Fit Plus, everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I did not. I, I'm more so wondering how are you still the bad boy of tech? You're like 40 now. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I think I guess John is the only one that gets to be a man because he has a, a child. Yeah, that that's and that's so when you tell I become a, a child, man. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's okay. the. Uh, we could call him like the the bad young adult of tech or something. Our our intern was born after the year 2000 you're not born after the year 2000 mm-hmm. no i do feel old i remember from my air my last airpods review there was like the side profile picture of the airpod in my head it was like that's a lot more gray hair than i remember seeing in there last time i did a side <laughs> profile in my head so it's it's definitely happening but um, didn't he didn't he tell us he was born in 2001 no he's born after that oh my god yeah he's as old as my little brother so I, terrifying I terrifying this is horrifying that has to be crazy for you, actually. We also have Chris Brown on the podcast this week. If you listen to Syrup Arcade Cast episodes, you'll you'll be very familiar with with Chris. Um, but this is his first Syrup Cast episode, and you'll you'll find out why he's on the show this week uh, soon. But how are you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm just still reeling at the fact that I might have cell phones older than your intern, and that's oh, you for sure have yeah. cell phones. Yeah, older yeah. Than your that's kind of breaking my brain a little also bit. Also old. But, I'm um, really old. Nobody knows this. Like, I feel like the whole mobile surf team at different points has guessed my age, and it's always mm-hmm. fascinating to see what they say. When I found out, I was shocked. People at the uh, our event last week, which we'll go into in a sec, 
thought you were younger. They thought you were younger than me. And I was like, but black don't crack. And Chris, Chris be cracking. For those but, who um, don't know, Chris is 65. <laughs> he's, he's about to retire. Yeah. <laughs> I think the consensus, the average age that they came up with was 24. And I, I yeah. kind of had to reset my entire life in that moment but you got a thick head of hair you know like live yeah, it up i think it's the hair i think the hair but helps this is the problem uh, brad i have the same problem that you do where like the sides i saw it the other day like i had shaved the sides just because i'm too lazy to go to the barber and it was just mm-hmm. all gray hair it no, was just no, no shade no tea but you do you do not have the same problem as brad yeah I, I, that, I actually have two problems you have one problem that i have my other problem is that all the hair on the top of my head is is slowly like just falling out gray or not gray it just goes with the wind yeah. we uh Stop. we once convinced an intern for like oh no it was an aisha uh, it was aisha so I, she yeah, worked full time for for several years she thought i was 25 and i was like well into being 30 something <laughs> let's get into the actual podcast this week's episode is focused entirely on samsung's galaxy s24 series um and obviously samsung's recent unpacked event in san jose california dean and chris were there this is the first press event that chris has ever attended in the context of what mobile syrup does um yeah so we're we're gonna get into all of that first and then we have a few fun little segments planned for after that um but to just kick things off dean let's let's set the tone for the event itself what was it like it's been a long time since i have personally attended a samsung event we're, we're pushing on five years are they still the same do they still feel kind of like knockoff apple events oh yeah i mean it's not it's not as bad because i feel like the apple events afterwards everyone is crowding to the app experience center or experience thing after the event um, that doesn't happen for us for Samsung because we always we always get pre-brief or we've been pre-brief for the last two years so we I didn't even see that part of the event and I didn't see it last year either. Uh, it was pretty chill. I mean, you get you get there. Uh, there's a lot of people from all around the world, which is super cool to see. Uh, Chris saw a K-pop group, he believes, uh, which was cool. They're just um, hanging out. They were just people taking pictures of them and stuff. Samsung like, that. like cool. brings one with them wherever they go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you, uh, it's like a little BTS, but it's, uh, then you like kind of like go into the event and it's a huge, it's a huge like amphitheater is the word I want to use, but that's not the right word. Like a huge, like, yeah, it's uh, an like amphitheater. Like an amphitheater. Thunderdome. The Thunderdome, whatever. It's like a huge like ACC and then everyone's in it and then um, you watch the event. Uh, it, it was very, very, very dark inside, which I think is very uh, annoying. I find that uh, I don't think Apple does it dark, and neither does Google. Um, but like, I th- like Huawei's events were always super dark as well. And I think Google, I it, it depends. the The Pixel Pixel Watch Pixel Seven event that was kind of dark. That was pretty dark. It was uh, small. It was, it was crappy, but it wasn't dark. Yeah. It was pretty. It was, it was in a very bad area. It was in a very bad situation. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, lights off. Like, they're just yeah. shining, like, lights, random lights everywhere um, just to make it look cool. Like, you're in an actual watching a movie. But, again, like, that's not great because people are taking pictures. So, I don't know why they would do that. Um, but it's yeah. common. Um, we see that. It, it's they, these aren't, these events aren't as chaotic as, for say, uh, I don't know, like, if you're going to CES or MWC or anything like that. But uh, they're a cool first event thing to see for someone like Chris, who's never, or like people outside of the tech sphere, 
who don't typically get to go to these sub events. It's like a, I assume, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely like going to a concert for the first little bit, and then after the first maybe twenty five minutes, it really started to feel less like a concert and more like. I don't even know. The uh, most like high production just meeting ad, you've ever like been an in. ad, a lengthy yeah, yeah. ad. So, somewhere between meeting and ad is a good way to put it. Like I, it, it kind of does remind me when you're an intern and you go to your first big board meeting. You're like, oh, this is so exciting. This is so cool. And then very quickly you're like, okay, we can wrap this up. We've been saying the same stuff for about a half hour now. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was along those lines. I don't know. At the point where you start hyping people up and being like, okay, the show's starting to drag. You know what we got to do? We got to get Mr. Beast in here. And then that was weird. And then he just appears on screen. He's not actually at the venue because he's got better things to do because he's the biggest person in the world at the moment. Like it was those At this point, I don't think he leaves North Carolina. Like he's just like, I'm set here. He doesn't have to. He's got set. Yeah. So yeah, it was was cool, but uh, very quickly became apparent that the same light show going on every five minutes isn't going to continue to pull you in in the same way fair enough fair enough i we're we're gonna talk about the phones dean has it like he has the ultra um we're we're gonna like i'm, I'm gonna quiz him not quiz him but i'm gonna ask him a lot of questions about about the device but before Sorry. we get into that dean and chris recorded a very brief unboxing sort of first impression segment um at the event i think samsung even like provided the recording equipment and stuff which was which was kind of cool we've seen apple do that i think that's going to become more common at these events moving forward so what you're about to hear in in like five seconds is just dean and chris's early impressions of the s24 series and then we'll come back after that and we'll 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 have a conversation about um the longer impressions and and maybe some of the big picture stuff surrounding the launch of uh, the s24 series Okay, so one of the big things coming out of the demos yesterday is we did get confirmation that they got rid of the 10 times optical zoom yep. and they replaced it with the five times optical zoom. But wh- what does that actually mean? Like, are we getting worse performance because of it? No. So last year on the S23 Ultra, we had a 10 times mega, 10, ah, 10 times zoom with yep. a 10 megapixel sensor. Right. Okay. So the sensor was smaller, right? So it took great pictures for sure. But with this, you're now experiencing a 50 megapixel uh, sensor and what the technology they use is called pixel binding where they will bind it to make it like they kind of like folded on top of each other it inter- right so it increases the pixel density and exactly okay. like and that would cause this to be a 12 megapixel sensor and then uh they also use cropping so they'll crop out the f- like the f- from the five time zoom it's hard to explain it's how do I say it? Like they, they crop the middle of it. Like you know, like if you take a five, you take a picture at five times zoom. You want it, you want it to go even further. Sure, you'll sure, crop sure. the middle. It'll get, to, you'll get ten times. So now right. you're looking at a ten times zoom with a twelve megapixel sensor. So actually, it could be an increase in quality. Exactly. It's just it it's, be, it's a matter of essentially terminology. Exactly. It's okay. an increase. It should be an increase in quality and in, in better lighting. Because the sensor sizes are bigger this year right, as well. Right, right. And that's that's one of the things that we struggle with. You know, people sometimes hear that, oh, we have a, a 50 megapixel sensor in my smartphone. Does it take better pixels than a DSLR? And the answer yeah. is usually no. Yeah. Even though it might have more megapixels, it, the, the reality is that the size of the sensor plays such a large role. It's why large format cameras and larger centers 
they get you that bokeh, they get you that nice depth of field, but they also give you just so much more light, which means sure. that you and don't detail. need and detail exactly that. So that that kind of explains why this is an upgrade as well. So yeah. I, that in itself is kind of uh, you know an upgrade, an interesting choice, but it's not not major. No, it's not major. Uh, I mean, it should help if you're if you like taking telephoto pictures and Definitely. like zooming in. Um, but otherwise it's not like, that's basically all hardware changes. Like right. we got the flat screen, it's more squared, it's titanium and the 50 megapixel five times zoom. Yeah, absolutely. All right. right well, I'm going to let you, uh, get your SIM card in there and I'm just going to quickly pull up. We, uh, we got a bunch of features announced yesterday. I'm going to get you to go through these for me, uh, to kind of explain them, but there were some pretty exciting announcements that so you said when we were kind of recording our A-roll on our main video that, this is the most exciting Samsung event in a while because the AI pieces are stuff that you will actually use. Yeah, so I took over from Patrick. Mm. Samsung Reviews started at the S21 event. Okay. And since then, I haven't really been excited. Of course, they're good phones. Mm. I'm not going to downplay that. They've all been good phones. But they've all been kind of like the same reviews over and over They're again. They're iterative, right? Yeah. It's it's nothing. And th- this is true of a lot of the manufacturers sure. that we, we are seeing increases in quality every single year to the point where it's actually hard to complain about stuff because yep. it's nitpicking. But this is the first time in a while where it feels like there's been a huge step forward. And we have a, a, a couple features that we found out about and we got to go hands on with. So I'm going to start with asking you about the uh let's let's go with the one you were most excited about circle to search what is circle to search so circle to search is a ai ability with like an ai feature with galaxy ai samsung's new umbrella term for all its ai stuff and circle search is partnership of has a partnership with google so once you press the over yeah, it's starting to work already. That's cool. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. So once you uh, press the home button, you hold it down, you'll see a Google overlay, and you can circle anywhere or tap anywhere on your screen to learn more about it. It didn't work right now because my phone's not connected to the internet yet. That would be an important important factor. But But this does feel like something that we haven't seen before. It's it's like an evolution of Google Lens sort of, Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's definitely an... But, like, I've never... So I review Pixel phones, too, and I've been reviewing Pixel phones since the Pixel 4. So it's been... It's four years of it now. Yeah. And I've never really used Google Lens ever. That's not a thing I ever think about using. I don't think about taking out my camera and to try to lend something. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about why. Is it because the use case isn't there? Like it's kind of, it's not intuitive. It's you not just, intuitive. Okay. It's, it's, and it's not, it's not something I remember. Right. I don't remember to do it ever, right? So then why, like it's not, a, it's there. For, and because of that, it's not useful to me. Right, right. Whereas this is built right into your phone's like, screen. You can do it from anywhere. Hold your home button. And it pops up. That's amazing. From there, just circle, tap. You can then search anything and from Google without even leaving the app you're on. So you can do this on Instagram. I'm someone who loves fashion. So I will. I can see someone wearing something cool, nice kicks or a sweater. Circle to search. Circle that sweater. And then it will pop up with different search results of sweaters that 
are either exactly alike or very similar. It can give you the pricing it can, and even more. So th- that is something I can definitely see myself using, especially for clothing or if I am going to uh, travel, like I see somewhere cool to travel or if my friends are, at, are traveling and I'm like, oh, what's that spot they're at? But I don't want them to know that I'm 100% curious. 100% yeah. that. It's, it's like, the, I think the coolest use was actually yesterday. Uh, one of the reps asked you, like, where is somewhere you're interested in traveling? You were like, Tokyo. And yeah. I was like, this is going to change the way I travel because I, I sometimes throw on travel vlogs in the background and I'll, I'll, I'll hear about a location and then I'll forget about it and I'll try and find it in a video again. And they don't talk about it, but they're often... You see it in the background or something like For that. For sure. And in the presentation today, we saw that you can use it with YouTube content. So if a video is playing, you hold that button, you circle what you want in that content, and it'll do its best yeah, to search Yeah, even in videos, yeah, exactly. which is so cool. Like, yeah. It's not like if you're watching like anything, I don't know. I'm huge into like drag stuff. So sure. I watch drag queens, but I don't always know which which cracking it is right. i don't know where where they are and you can just know, circle a video and just search it's such it's so useful and intuitive intuitive i think, I is think the, that's the like word, the main right? thing yeah like samsung's whole push this year is galaxy AI, ai makes it the smartest phone of like the smartest phone right right uh i don't know if it's the smartest phone but i don't care because it's the phone that makes my life easier it's the it's one that used, you're going to pull out and use, exactly. right? Like these AI features are actually useful right. to me. And that's just, that's great. And that it's the smartest phone for me, at least. Right, yeah, right. That yeah. makes sense. Now, another one, we were talking about travel a little bit. And let's use the example of Tokyo again, right? Yeah. Like we, we, we know you want to travel there. Something that we often run into when traveling is we don't all speak the same language and both the interpreter and live translate feel like perfect features for people who want to travel, whether it's in a country you've never been to or just, you know, tr- speaking with people that you know. You brought up the example in one of our videos. Tokyo, he's already got it working on yeah. the phone here. And this is exactly it, right? Like, there's so many ways to interact sure. with people through the device. Like, when we're talking about a communication, a smartphone is there to help you communicate, and this is that. So can you tell us a little bit about the interpreter feature? Yeah, the interpreter feature was also a very useful feature I saw. It allows you to pull up a, I don't know if it's its own app or not, interpreter app? I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. Either way, uh, you will you can turn up, open this interpreter mode and you have it, like, you know, we're face-to-face right now. And say you, you spoke Spanish, I speak English. You can speak to me in Spanish. The phone will then interpret it and reply and tell me what you said in English. And I would speak back to you in English, and it would go back and interpret it and then speak to you in Spanish. That's done all offline, airplane mode. The, in our demo, the person had their phone in airplane mode, and it's incredibly quick. Because that, that, that would be one of the things, right? It's like you're traveling abroad. Let's say you're in somewhere that you don't have an airport. Wi-Fi signals or whatever. Airports right? have horrible Wi-Fi. Totally. And totally. So having it built in is, ex- is going to make a huge difference. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can definitely see myself using this. I think I said it in our review, our hands-on video. Mm. But like my barber is from Mexico. And we don't always know. I don't always have the best communication. And oftentimes I'll go open up Google Translate and then type it type in, it in and say, say then yeah. I said I show it to him and then he's like a little like he gets it. Then 
but he may not know how to say it back in English. So then he will type it in in Spanish and Google Translate. It's that barrier, right? Yeah, Whereas exactly. this is just removing that barrier. For, and it's, into, again, like I think uh, that's like a big thing. This will be a big theme. It's intuitive. It's very right. smart. It's very quick. Because when you pull up the phone, it's it's you're holding it in front of you, and there's a little button that each of you yeah, press. Yeah, you press the little mic button, and you don't even have to double press like the you press it to turn it on and right. you don't even have to turn it off it will it's waiting for you to finish your sentence or finish whatever you're saying if you do press it again it's instantaneous which is also really cool and yeah i uh i really liked it i'm i'm surprised but like that's the thing that kind of got me yesterday uh doing all these little hands-ons and seeing all these demos were like like I saw, I've seen leaks for sure, and I'm like, oh, whatever. It's never going to be as good as the leaks say or whatever. And then it was like, oh crap! Like these are pretty interesting and intuitive features. It's not just a cool idea. It's like, it, oh no, this this will actually be something I use. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rare uh, to, to come across something that just works the way that it's advertised. But it was it was very impressive seeing some of those demos. Now, I, I guess the other big flag in the room is this chat gpt is is this going to be an assistant that lives on your phone is that kind of how it is is this bixby what is bixby no samsung did not mention bixby uh this week at all and i asked about it because i was kind of curious yeah. i was like yeah. oh like is bixby getting these features or and they were like bixby's still on your phone and i was like that's that's not what i asked i, I asked if they were getting these features and uh, I didn't hear anything else from it. Well, it feels like this is like the all-encompassing AI now. It's like it's exactly. just Galaxy AI. It's it's this isn't a this isn't a voice assistant assistant. Right. Uh, and in North America, uh, no matter how hard you push Bixby, we're all going to keep using Google Assistant or Siri. That's just how it really works. I don't know anyone who uses Bixby, or I don't know anyone outside of tech reviewers or people in tech who know what Bixby is. Um, but it doesn't matter because these AI features are built into your phone and they're in, in random places and you'll see it and then you're like, oh yeah, I could use this and it will help me. So I don't, I personally, I was, I'm kind of happy it, they didn't do anything to Bixby because I don't want to switch from Google Assistant. Well, it makes so much sense now, right? There's, there's cross-pollination. Samsung yeah. and Google are working together on their AI features. They're trying to make it as accessible as possible. It makes sense to just build it into Galaxy AI and exactly. have that as an, an ecosystem as opposed to, as you said, like a, an assistant, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they they maybe they maybe might push it for, uh, forward in the next year or two. That's possible. Uh, or maybe it will become... I'm sure Bixby is a lot more used, used a lot more in South Korea. Maybe they'll have South Korean features. But uh, no, Bixby is not talked about. I even like controlled f my all the press releases mm. and to see if bixby was mentioned anywhere not in any of this stuff. nothing no bixby all right well let's move on to the yep. images so so we talked a little bit about the cameras already there's there's a lot of nice features in there anybody upgrading to this phone is going to get pretty much the same set of incredible cameras but where the difference is is with the editing capabilities for sure so i just took a picture of you and let's see so once you take a picture, there's a little eye. I mean, you can't see it from there, but there's a little eye that says see details and change effects. I'll press that. And then it will say, it give me options. I can er erase the reflection. I don't even see where there's a reflection. Erase reflection. Let's see what happens. And AI is just er erasing any reflections it sees. 
so for listeners who may not be watching the video, we, we are doing this in real time. We have no idea what the outcome is going to be from this. But one of the nice things is that, again, it's, it's kind of quick. We, when, when I use phones for taking photos or like behind the scenes or whatever shoots we're doing, it's often that thing where you kind of have to dig through a menu to go and find what you want to do. And here, it's that click of a button kind of accessibility. Yeah, uh, and it's it's so quick and it's so easy. Uh, just like I, Google has something like this as well called Magic uh, Editor, mm-hmm. and it's not as easy to use. I don't even remember how to use it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I use a Pixel as well, and I, when I first got it, it was one of those features that blew my mind because what you do is you swipe over to the Magic Eraser is I think what it's called up front. Yeah, uh, and it gives you the ability to yeah circle something and it will get rid of something in the background. This definitely seems to take it a step further. And again, it's that, it's that ease of use. Yeah, it's ease of use. And it's giving you suggestions, like right. eraser for reflections or object object eraser just appears as well. Mm-hmm. I can circle something as like the same way. And it's just going to erase it, which is great. Super easy, super quick. It did it. I didn't circle the light, so it still kind of has the light there. But sure. that was a user error. Um, and then obviously there's also, not obviously, but there's also the remaster button and it's quick tap. It's going to remaster the picture and it's a normal remaster I needed. So, I mean, I guess the picture looks great. I mean, you look great. So I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's why it happened. Yeah. One of the other features that we kind of saw demoed and I'm excited to see you kind of play around with is the ability to manipulate objects in the photo. So we saw during the reveal, uh, keynote that they there was somebody playing basketball and they were going to dunk and they weren't quite at the net and so they circled the player and that they can move him yeah, up closer yeah. to the net you know like that sort of stuff it, it, I think it's it's interesting because it gives editors the tools they need in their pocket I, I do like that they said that they are changing the metadata and they're yes, adding you know. a little logo to make sure you know that it's being AI edited for sure. Uh, which is great. That's a conversation going forward, right? Yeah. We need to know what's real, what's edited, all of that. And it's not clear right now. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that they added that little touch as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the last thing for the camera is instant zoom. Instant uh, zoom. Uh, no, not uh, instant slow-mo. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is really cool. Yeah, because what, what, what it is is you're taking a video mm-hmm. and you can just hold anywhere down the video. Let's see if I can do it. Oh, I did it. So it, as soon as you hold down anywhere in the video, it's, it's, it gives you the option. Instant slow-mo. Touch and hold a video as it plays to see it in slow motion. If you like what you see, you can tap the edit icon to permanently adjust the speed throughout the whole video. Super cool. And what's uh, really and what's like fascinating about it and how it's using AI is that obviously you didn't take the video in slow motion. Mm-hmm. So it has to add frames to make it slower right you're a camera guy you explain it in camera terms better than me well actually i was gonna i was gonna use a different example one that you'll like uh anime anime is often animated at 12 frames per second as opposed to our standard 24 Mm -hmm. because you have to draw every single frame and so what ends up happening with some animation to smooth it out is it's doing exactly that computer technology will insert extra frames to basically smooth that animation to make it feel more or less rigid and so in this case, let's say you you were to shoot something at 24 frames per second or 30 frames per second, and you wanted to slow it down. It's then going to take frame one and frame two, and it's going to create an in-between frame that is perfectly in-between to make it smoother. 
Sometimes you'll see it on on YouTube. People will make like 60 frames per second versions of anime I've seen that, that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've and that's that. exactly what they're doing. They're just using an AI program that's going in and generating new frames. And again, it's intuitive. It seemed really easy to use. I just yeah. got a hold of video and it does it itself. You, you don't need to understand all of the extra stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I want that video that I shot of my niece in slow motion to see her like grin. Yeah. You can do that instantly. Yeah, yeah. it's just super cool. That is like really, that. really cool. I love it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool features. Uh, we are probably going to push out a review, a full review in the next week. We have a lot coming for we have this a lot coming. 24. Something we didn't touch on, Canadian pricing. Yeah, um, at the top of my head, I would only have their like base pricing. Sure, sure, sure. So S24 128 gigabytes will start at 10.99. The S24 Plus with 256 gigabytes will do 13.99. And this big boy at 256 gigabytes will do be at 17.99. Okay. So you 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 just heard Dean's early impressions. How do you feel about the S24 Ultra specifically now, Dean? Like oh, I love for it. me, you, so you still you love it? Okay, cool. Um, let me just set this up quickly. For me, good name, you know. It's very hard for me to wrap my head around the downgrade from ten times optical to five times optical. Is that a real issue? Like, does the sensor cropping uh, solve that sorry. problem? Sorry, I, I I love it, but I I, I don't love the camera. Um, okay. To be honest, I haven't used the camera very much. I've been I was kind of not feeling the best last weekend, um, so I use it. But I did use it a bit in San Jose. Um, we noticed that the results were kind of mixed. So sometimes my ten times zoom pictures would look better. Then my uh, my S22 Ultra, I had both phones to compare uh, pictures. 22 with. or 23? 23 Ultra. <laughs> numbers are hard. Yeah, numbers are hard. Uh, and I, I, we also went back to the Museum Palais. I don't know. Better. Yeah, yeah. There's like a Coliseum thing going on San Fran. So we went. Yeah, it was really cool. So it was, we went back there. We noticed that some pictures. Uh, in ten times zoom, it looked like they it didn't capture all the detail that it would c- catch on the S twenty three Ultra. Um, some were like it brightened them up to look kind of not realistic. Uh, I've been seeing this theme along uh, with a lot of other tubers as well. Um, that the S twenty four Ultra's cameras um, need some sort of uh, like an update or something. There's something going on in the background that's a little off. Yeah, like they feel it's behind if, other smartphone manufacturers. I feel like it's specifically stuff. behind the S23 Ultra. Like specifically, okay. if you come, yeah, it's not act. Yeah, exactly. So we're uh, people are saying, hey, it needs like an update or something. I mean, the pictures aren't bad. I'm gonna let's get this out of the way. They they aren't really bad at all. They're really nice pictures, um, and the like coloring seems good. It's just like. Or coloring seems good in some shots, not every shot. Uh, it just seems like it's lacking detail, and it kind of looks like over-processing in some images. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, because uh, fr- from what I remember last week, it looked like it was a processing thing as opposed to the quality of the pictures themselves. Like, a lot of the post-processing looked a lot less natural when it was, like, skin tones or, like, specifically we were taking images of 
these statues and then nature and stuff. And a lot of the time when you were zoomed in, it just felt like the S24 was definitely over sharpened versus the S23 and those sorts of things. So it's not like the camera wasn't doing it, but what they're saying about the five times zoom, or I guess the not optical 10 times zoom being better quality didn't really pan out at least what we initially saw. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's supposed to be better quality in mathematical sense. It does make sense that it is better. What they're using is it's a 50 megapixel sensor that's being pixel bind, pixel bind, pixel bind, yeah, um, yeah, into uh, bend, a bend. 12 megapixel sensor for 10 times images, which beats the 10 times megapixel sentence sorry the 10 times zoom on the s23 ultra because it had a 10 megapixel sensor so in theory it should be slightly better not and should capture more light but um that's a theory and i that theory hasn't proven that hasn't come to fruition as of yet um i'm, I'm just hoping that there's an update uh, soon uh, other people have been noticing uh that there should be an update hopefully the phones are not technically out yet as well yeah uh, the phones are not out yet, too, so it's like yeah, they have time. We've seen that sort of thing not before. Not that like, much time, though. Yeah, two there's, weeks. Yeah. There, there's often, like, post-release updates, and there was a year where Apple had some weird skin-smoothing issues that kind of got mitigated a bit. I think it was maybe with the, the 12. I, I can't remember the specifics. But that That's that's interesting, Dean. But to be clear, this is only the Ultra that you currently have and that you've tried. We don't know if yeah, this issue also affects not... the S24. I have not and, touched and the S24 plus. S24 plus outside of the preview event. And I don't think any other reviewer has either. From what it looks like, no yeah. one has it right now. Just just the Ultra. And we all have the Ultra in the same color, which is very nice. And that's what Samsung's done for the last couple of years. They've only given us the Ultra first. And then the S24, S24 plus review devices kind of trickle out afterwards. And like we'll, we'll cover those. We, we always do. But um, when Dean's review goes live, it'll just be focused on the ultra just so listeners are aware of that um so moving on from the ultra what's the difference between the s23 and the s24 and the s23 plus and the s24 plus is there anything noteworthy there so i'm going to ignore your question about the s23 and s24 (laughs) because they are the same phone except for the battery and the snapdragon processor um but the s24 plus you know it's a it's a little bit more plus so the battery reaches up to 4900 which is only a hundred less than the 5000 milliamp batteries in the ultra oh it's close its screen size also got increased to 6.7 inches which is only a point of an inch less than the 6.8 inch of the s23 ultra it also got a it also got bumped up to 12 gigabytes of ram from the get-go like there's no 8 gigabytes of ram model which is the same as the S24 Ultra. Um, and yeah, so it kind of, it, and it looks, it feels like an iPhone, which I mean, people have might have issues with that. I think it's actually Well, that's good. one of the things I was going to say. I mean, just in terms of design, it feels like iPhones and Samsungs have, have like kind of met this middle point yeah. where they're so similar now. It like It's just like squared, soft rounded edges, titanium, and we're like, all right. Uh, the S24 Plus is not titanium. It's still armor and aluminum. Right, right. Is. But, but, it, uh, but, neither but it is, is more squared S- and matte on the sides than last year, right? Or yeah, than last just the year, ultra? for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, all of them are more matte and squared, mm-hmm. and the sides feel better. I think that I like that, I think. Uh, I think I like that better than last year's look. Yeah, I agree 1,000%. I think that I actually really like – so 
let's stick to the S24 Plus. That phone felt really good in the hand. Um, but it, uh, and I was talking to Chris about it. I feel like, and I think I said it in my hands-on, I think it's better that these phones are starting to look like more like iPhones uh, because, sorry, my headphones fell out. Uh, because uh, app in at least in North America and in, in more parts of the world, Apple's becoming is starting to get more, gain more and more ground. Right, it's becoming the biggest phone manufacturer, definitely in North America. I know it's not the same in Europe and Asia, but in in Europe you are seeing more iPhones now, and in Asia I'm sure that's going to happen if soon enough eventually as well. So Canada's sixty percent iPhone. Yeah, Canada is sixty percent iPhone. Uh, so if you're looking, well, didn't at, Apple overtake Samsung as like the biggest smartphone manufacturer this year? I didn't I, see I'm that. not sure about that. You keep talking, I'll do a search. Yeah, um, I, um, but if if that's the case, then why not make your phones look like something that uh, Apple's Apple's obviously doing something right. So why not make your phones look like that? And if you're an if you're an iPhone user and you're having issues with your iPhone and you want to go to Android, you might go to an Android that looks like your iPhone. You know what I mean? Like you might want to try familiar. that out. It feels familiar. I really liked last year's Nothing Phone 2 because it was basically just an iPhone with um, with Android. And this is the first year where I've actually been like, hmm, I actually kind of want to review the S24 uh, Plus just because of that, to see like the differences between the Ultra and to see if it actually is like an iPhone replacement. Uh, Brad, do you got the answer? Uh, five days ago on The Guardian, Apple overtakes Samsung, world's top smartphone seller, ending the Korean tech firm's 12-year run as industry leader. Cool. That is insane. Um, and I expect that to go back and forth still for a while. Like, I don't think Apple has overtaken them forever. Like, usually those types of things, like when Apple was the first company to reach, like, a trillion-dollar market cap, it was, like, Amazon. Microsoft all reached it very quickly, and they all went back and forth for a while. So I expect this to be like that. But to further Dean's point, the iPhone market is growing more yeah. than expected. So, I mean, if you're going to make your Android look like that, why not? And then hopefully people will switch over and – like, oh, you know what? I like this experience. This feels like my iPhone, but I like this experience better. Uh, you know. Like, do you think anyone's actually making that switch? I, I, I think, like, I, your theory makes sense. I'm sure Samsung boardroom executives, that was something they talked about. But I often wonder, like, I, I don't know anyone who you started using smartphones and they were using, like, a Note or an S-series device. That, Like, I don't know. People aren't switching, I think, as much as, as we think they are. Oh, Chris put his hand up. Yeah, Chris. That switched. was me. I, Chris I, okay. I did the switch. So, okay. I, it was actually not all that long ago. I mean, I, now it feels like it, but I switched in 2019 for the first time. I was an Apple user up until 2019, and then I switched over to Android. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. And I find that I think it's like, uh, and not to throw more shade at Chris. Chris isn't actually that much older than me, and he is younger than Pat. But I do feel like some of the uh, the older generation, like. Do like, like for instance, my aunt, uh, she was like, "Oh, can I uh, borrow a phone for like a week?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I'll give you a case, but you could borrow my iPhone." And she's like, "No, I've had iPhones before, and I don't like them. Just give me another." My Android. parents are like that too. And I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like, so I feel like there's some bad prejudices like, still against uh, iPhones, especially for the people who were around, I think it was iPhone 7-ish, when they had a whole bunch of throttling situations going on. People remember that still. 
Uh, I think people people build biases too. Like I have um, a woman sort of in like extended family who is like a diehard Huawei fan still. Mm, yeah, exactly. And like you know, we we all kind of know that she's probably not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she swears Huawei makes the best phones. You know what I mean? Like people just kind of like have their little like they buy one, they buy another. It's like good, like and people are happy, and they're like it's also. It's also kind of what people are comfortable with, right? Like that. That's what I was gonna say. I've, I think people get afraid. I've talked about it before. I've tried to get my mom to switch to like an older iPhone that I have laying around because she's still rocking like a Galaxy S9 that's cracked and falling apart. And she sort of made the switch, but the last time uh, my parents were at my house, like I saw that she was basically using two phones. Like she still has her cracked S9 with her at all times because that's she's comfortable with Android. She knows how to do everything she needs to do with Android. I think she's slowly learning how to use iOS, but every once in a while I'll get a message from her about like, how do you do this? How do you do that? So there's like a, there's a comfortability factor kind of in there too, I think. My mom is the same way, but the opposite. Like she's on iPhone and she's often been like, oh, like those, this one looks kind of cool, but like, I just don't know if I would like it. And like to invest a thousand dollars in something that you it's don't a lot of money. know if you'd like it is not an easy so I feel like your mom would be like a good example then of someone who is curious about switching over. Uh, may not do it, but then if they see a phone that looks just like their iPhone and can do these cool AI features or these cool mm. features that are supposed to help your life, make you, help your life better, um, then why not? Uh, if they're if you if you're someone who sees like MKBHD's um, blind camera test every year, and then the, this year the iPhones Vivo, let's go. Yeah, Vivo. I know, but this year <laughs> iPhones are kind of at the very bottom of the list they were pretty low and not sorry not the list sorry there was two two sides they were in the, the bottom of the top like chunk there was like yeah, good yeah. cameras and they were at the bottom of the good cameras and they were just like bad cameras and they weren't in that section but they were yeah whereas the s23 like, made it to the top five or top six or something like that right you might see that and then think well then maybe I should give that a shot uh, this phone kind of feels and looks like an iPhone so maybe let's switch over so I can I can definitely see it uh, but yeah, people will tend to stick with what they feel most comfortable with. One thing I will say, and it's it's almost like Samsung's caught in this paradox, and this is, I think, why Mr. Beast and Pokimane were at the event, is old people, not old people, but like people who don't use, you know, people who aren't influencers, people who aren't social media addicts, people who don't like game a lot, I think are perfect for like switching between all the time or could like go from Apple to Samsung and would never notice a difference, be really happy. Maybe they'd love the S Pen. Maybe they'd love some of these Samsung features. Um, but I think when you bring kids from iPhones over to Androids in like today's culture, they're still having that bad experience because their Instagrams don't look good when they direct post their stories and their green bubbles and all the friends make fun of them. And you know, even though the phone is fantastic and like sure we know ways around these things where like us as nerds find them both uh, on par, I think the things that these like cohorts are really into, like especially younger kids, are still behind on Android, um, and that's like you need the younger kids to switch. Why Mr. Beast was there is like because if you can convince young kids to switch, like we're talking about, they carry the Samsung loyalty through their entire life, and then you've got a customer. But if you can't, then you never get them potentially. What about AI, Dean? The the Galaxy AI features were what Samsung really seemed to emphasize the most, and they're available across the entire lineup. Uh, like circle to search seems and cool pixels. to me. Yeah, and and yeah. also pixel devices too. That's a good point. How did how did you feel about the Galaxy AI features? Are they gimmicks or are they something that you actually personally would find useful? 
So I'm using one of them right now, and it's called Circle to Search. And what it, how it works is you, uh, you. Well, I feel post- like our audience, you could just say it's Google Lens, but you draw a circle instead, and people. Would yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's pretty yeah. much like Google Lens. You draw a circle, or but you, you have like tap, a shortcut to access you it. You can tap it. There's a shortcut. Uh, you don't have to actually take a picture of anything. It works on anything on your screen. Um, yeah, I am using it right now to find Bennett's hoodie or Bennett's sweater. I think it looks nice. Um, it I is, do this. It, will that help you? Yeah, I think that would help. One <laughs> second. For is the people working? listening, I'm I'm scrunching as much of my body wearing the hoodie into my camera rectangle as possible. So it, this it, is a live sorry, test. It, even even before you did that, it found your sweater. Uh, it just didn't find where you bought it. Do you want me to tell you where, or do you want to guess? Well, it's supposed to tell him, right? Isn't that the point of circle to search to some extent? It's kind of, but it's confused. Depending, I mean, it's a plain white, like shearling okay, looking sure. sweater. I mean, it, you know, it's a pretty random. So sweater. it's fine. What it's doing, it's finding a lot of people wearing that sweater, but it's not telling me like on TikTok and like on different things, but it's not specifically telling me where you got the sweater. And I can only include part of the camera, only part of the picture because. Like people bought this the same type of sweater on Timu or AliExpress, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you got. I seen you got it at Uniqlo. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah you, you just buy all your clothes. Well. At like a Uniqlo. So that was just a, that was just like yeah. I would be afraid to buy clothes on Timu. I, a, yeah. I know that it can't be um, good. Not that buying clothes anywhere usually is, but it's got to be worse. The sizing's very imagine. very strange. Yeah. So it, it didn't find your sweater, um, but it found a lot of look like it. And the reason why it really just couldn't look at everything is because it kept finding, it kept also picking up your mic, and it would it kept being like, oh, the oh, mic is on the screen, and you're so close to your mouth, so it keeps being like, oh, ASMR. And I'm like, no, I'm not looking for yeah. ASMR. I'm looking for <laughs> That's hilarious. That's actually kind of funny though that That's it would funny. think this is like this is kind of like an ASMR type setup for the pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, um but I had you nights ago. Oh, go. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, a few nights ago, I was testing out Lens because when the Circle of Search thing came out, I was, like, excited. I was like, oh, maybe I should be using Lens more. And I um, was, like, sitting on my couch, and my PC is, like, tucked away beside my TV. If anyone's, like, read my article on the PC case that I put out, like, two months ago, you would know. But it brought that up as the first result. It was like, is it this PC case? And it was my PC case from the article uh, that I wrote. Very nice. And I was like, holy shit. That's cool. Um, the second time I did it, the image was again. Even the first image, though, like it was dark. It was night. Like there was no lights on. There was just like um, like a nightlight, like smell thing behind it. So it was kind of had this ambient glow. Caught it. Second time I did it, it was like the fifth result. And most of the results were similar looking PC cases, but it was still there. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. But I uh, I think the circle to search thing will, will be yeah, really good. Yeah, it's it's been really like, great. Lens. Uh, yeah. Uh, like for instance, I was scrolling on Instagram. And I don't think any of you guys know, or Brad might, but uh, Eno Bong, uh, he's a YouTuber. He manages Siobhan, um, Salmon. Like, he, he's pretty, he does his own stuff, too. Um, he did a lot of S24 stuff recently. Um, and in, in one of his videos, and I saw him in person at the event, but he was too far away to run to our podcast. So I didn't have time to speak to him. But I really liked his sweater. He was wearing a very nice yellow sweater. And, I'm search uh, the sweaters a lot now. Yeah, I have been actually. And then circle I, to search uh, is the sweater feature. It's the new sweater yeah. feature. Like, and, and then I circle to switch his sweater. Circle to search his sweater, and uh, it popped up right away. It was from Zara, and I can buy it. And I, I'm pretty sure I, I didn't ask him to double check because uh, I know he's busy and he doesn't reply to my text. I hope he's hearing this. He's not probably going to listen to this, but you know. Anyways, um, and I. Uh, 
so I didn't ask him, but I figured it is probably from Zara. It looked exactly the same, and I really like that. I like that I can do stuff like that. I can't remember the name of an actor in something either. Um, so I just circled the search the actor, um, and it, it popped up. It was quick, easy. Uh, it helped me find the name, helped me find what else they're in. And yeah, I love it for stuff like that. It's like little things. Uh, there's this guy on Tinder. I didn't want to match him at all, but I wanted to know. He had a really cool picture, and I wanted to know where he was. Um, so I used Circle of Search and found out he was in Tokyo, um, which was really and I got cool. his home address, and I went yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, real-world use cases. So yeah, full, yeah. No, that's, that's cool. cool. Folding Chris back into this, like, you're, you're new to all, like, events like this, product launches. Yeah. I, I'm sure yeah. you, like had had cursory knowledge of, of samsung devices and whatever prior to this but like what stood out to you did the ai features seem interesting do, do you think they're things that you would personally use if you had a galaxy s24 yeah it's a really tough one for me because i i do use a pixel phone uh and so i am on the android side and and i do use some of the ai features but the big hurdle for me with a lot of them is i haven't been trained as a user to make use of them on a daily basis like using lens is kind of a pain to be completely honest it, it's that's why to... that's where i think circle of search is like biggest boon is yeah sorry no no exactly i'm glad you jumped in because that's exactly it like i think that's where the advantage for samsung comes in is dean when when dean you were like using them for the first time that's what you kept saying whereas like this is just so much easier than totally. with the other ai tools I find that it's very intuitive. It's very smart. It's very, it knows what it, it's like. It's, it, this might not be this. I, I've said this in the review. I said this on the podcast. This might not be Samsung's smartest phone. It may not be the smartest phone in the world, but what Samsung did here is made it very, it's very easy to use its smart features, which was very smart of Samsung. It's coming to yeah. Pixel devices too, right? Circle search. Eventually. Am I wrong in that? Yeah. Yeah. Pixel 8 and 8 Pro, though, so I don't know if it's going to go back and pat. But that being said, so, like, this has all come up, and I'm like, oh, I want to be partaking in this. Um, but most of the Android phones I have are OnePlus phones. And as you guys can see on the thing, like, there's the Google search bar here, right? You recognize mm-hmm. that widget. The Google search bar is, like, always on the home screen of my Android phones. Um, and I didn't notice until the circle to search thing that there's a, there's a lens button just on there. Like, you can just click it, oh, go into lens. Um, which still isn't as good as being able to swipe up, like you said, from in an app, like within Instagram and check something out or like search within apps. It's not as cool. But I was like, oh, I guess Lens actually got really far. But yeah, this main hurdle is just like people aren't using it. There's no way to like really convince them to interact with it like multiple times a day. And I, I think Circle of Search is the first real like run at it where that has um, it has the legs, I think, to make that run. That, Plus, that I feel like lens. You have to either take a screenshot or um, take a picture, right? From my understanding, it's just not. It's not looking at something on your screen naturally. Yeah, um, exactly. Circle yeah. of search is right. It's just press the home button. It's there. What's the deal with Bixby? Is Bixby still who? Sorry, like, who? Yeah, they, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know didn't... her. She sounds. I genuinely I don't, don't know. know her. Like, I don't know her. She's Samsung single? doesn't know her. No one knows her. Is it still in the phone? Like, Samsung yeah, didn't talk about it during the event. It's still in the phone. Check. They're just I pretending it doesn't phone. exist? Yeah, there's a Bixby thing. Bixby voice. It's right there. It still exists because Samsung has never taken a, fo- a feature away. No, they don't. You know? they like just, that's yeah. My biggest like gripe with One UI is that there's just, like, eight different ways to do certain things because they just kind of keep building on top of it. Um, so I, I'm assuming it's still in there. But, yeah, who, who for? Yeah, it's funny, though, because uh, like Google Lens, Bixby has Bixby Vision, which works pretty much the same. And Bixby Vision can also translate text and, you know, do stuff like Mm. this, like that as well. Um, But 
again, Samsung did not talk about it. Samsung didn't talk about Bixby at all. I actually asked. I was like, hey, Samsung, what's going on with Bixby? And they were like, who? No. And they were like, um, we have nothing to talk about that at the moment. And I was like, oh, but I heard this week a whole bunch of new like Bixby features. Generative AI features stuff, you right? see, They're like, the features you see here are the features we're talking about. And okay. I was like, okay, cool. And then I, uh, I, you know, controlled fine on every single press release we got from Samsung to see if the Bixby was even in the, you know, the small text at the bottom, and it was not included. There was mm. no Bixby. I think that generative AI Bixby stuff is legit. Like that was rumored so much that there has to be something that Samsung's working on. Maybe it's not going to come till next year. Like that's that's kind of uh, the vibes that I was possible. getting. It's also possible that it's just not something that's coming to us. Uh, sure. A lot of us yeah. in Canada, like in North America and other places in the world don't use Bixby. We're so integrated with Google Assistant. Whereas in South Korea, Bixby is used a lot more. Chris says he's seen it on K-dramas or someone yeah. uses instead of saying People hey, still Google use or Bixby. hey. Fascinating. <laughs> I feel like K-dramas though, that could be just advertising. That could be advertising. I mean, Special yeah, product if, placement. If we went by K-dramas, everybody eats Subway every day. <laughs> true, yeah. The Subway thing is I eat Subway all the time. It's me. <laughs> That's true. I I'm single-handedly keeping Subway in business. <laughs> and that could be true, but we, we don't see people using those in American dramas, right? So I feel like there's yeah. more of a push. Has, Pixie has more of a push in South Korea, whereas it has zero push anywhere else because we have Google or Siri or other things. I keep forgetting there's so many smart I wonder if there are a lot of assistants. Cortana's gone. Who? I miss Cortana already. I miss her too. She's great. Yeah. I wonder if there are any shows where like somebody does talk to an assist- assistant in like an American show. Has yeah, ever no, seen it happens. That? I've seen, ha- I've seen people okay. talk there to Siri. There has to be. I can't think of any of them. I've seen people talk to Siri. I think, uh, which may make sense, but I think they talk to Siri in Ted Lasso. But that's an I would not know. Show. It would be Ted Lasso, yeah. yeah, yeah that that makes the most sense, if anybody. Think, I think the thing with Circle to Search that's still kind of getting hung up for me is like, I, I think this is the one that everybody's talking about coming out of this. Like, it's, yeah, it seems like this is the hot topic and for, for good reason. But again, this is going to be coming to Pixel phones. It's a Google partnership. Like, is, is this a selling feature for the phone or is this just a cool piece of tech that's going to become a part of the whole smartphone market? Yeah, will it go to all Android? So Android, you know? I don't know if Circle Search will go to all Androids. For sure, Google products. Um, and, of course, uh, Samsung had a lot more AI features. It has the interpreter mode, which works very quickly. It doesn't work perfectly. Uh, I was trying it out at home as well, and my roommate speaks. But, like, uh, AI, not AI. Like, people have been showing us, like, translate on phones and earbuds yeah, exactly. for years. But it works you know really what I mean? Like, like, and it's, it's always off, been fine. It's off it device. Works. It works, like, yeah. offline. Um, they, oh, so you know, you mean on device then? Yeah, sorry, it's on device. Yeah, it works online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your phone can be on airplane mode. Um, That's cool. There's, that there's other handy. like a lot of other cool features, um, but a lot of these cool features are uh, and Samsung says it's Galaxy AI because it's implementing its own technology on top of it. But uh, Qualcomm HN3 just naturally allows a lot of these AI features. It, uh, that is just mm. something that we learned at the Qualcomm event. So it means that any phone using HN3 will have AI features. Interesting, uh, okay. Just Samsung, of course, added their own stuff. I believe the interpreter mode, for instance, will be their own because it's it's that one is not cloud-based AI. It is on-device AI, or is it the opposite? Is cloud-based AI the one? On-device makes sense. Yeah. One or the other. One I feel like phones the, are powerful enough. Yeah. yeah. So one, like, it's either going to be, I think it's going to be, 
Yeah, on base the AI dev- uh, products like on stuff will be on other devices, I assume, just because of the Qualcomm eight Gen three's power. So, is this really a selling point? Um, it's not a selling point to some. It won't be a selling point to someone who's picking over a Google Pixel. Depends how accurate you want to draw your circles. Yeah, only no, one phone's just, got that pen, tap, baby. Buddy. You can just tap. You don't have to really draw them. Um, but no, it, real, what about the pen for? Users. What's the pen for? Um, there is no reason for the pen still. Um, but uh, I find that Pixel use like if you're trying to decide between a Pixel and a Samsung device, it won't be the AI that's going to grab you. I don't think. Uh, I think that they'll be, if, especially when the Google Pixel Nine comes out, they'll be pretty much tied AI wise, um, and they'll of course have their own little stuff that each of them can do. Um, but then when you're concerned, so the Pixel will be like five hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, then, like uh, it's like a Pro and an Ultra are, are comparable, but usually the Pro lines up with the Plus in terms of price. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you're saying. But, Maybe uh, that's why the Plus got all those improvements this year to kind of more compete in line with the Pixel series. Although I guess Samsung's probably not worried about the Pixel series. Anyway. Who knows? Uh, but well, I, well, if you're considering like a, uh, I don't know, a OnePlus phone or a nothing phone, of course they'll have some AI features, but Samsung will probably done it better or more intuitive or more user-friendly. Um, and Likely be the first to have them in a lot of cases down the line too. And for sure. And Samsung is, I think the big thing was Samsung was first. That will be their first thing. If you are looking for an AI phone, for like a Pixel 9, for instance, you're going to have to wait till October. That's a whole, that's like almost a whole year from now. It's a long time. Right? So you have to, you'll have to wait. So being first was smart. Is this an so, AI phone? Do, do we call this an AI phone? Like it has a few AI features like the live interpreter or circle to search. But is that, is this like an AI phone? You're not, you're not having yeah, conversations no with one. it. It's you're no... not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the Bixby features that were, were hinted at or like were rumored, those are AI features in my brain. Like that's an AI phone. I get that and I kind of agree. Yeah, I don't yeah. Until a phone is really just chatting if you like chat GBT does or uh, I assume Bard, um, it won't be much of an okay, AI. Okay, now hear phone. me out though. Hear me out. What if we use circle to search to find the original artist for all of the generative AI stuff? Could we do that? It's like reverse image search, reverse oh, yeah, image that AI would be search. Interesting. It might work. Yeah. That would be yeah. cool. We I'd should we should point. try it. We should try it on some Pal World designs creatures. <laughs> because <laughs> apparently they just stole their assets from Pokemon, right? So we well, just I, try I, them. To... They were like, those ears cool, that tail cool. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, like, cool. we'll right, use circle to search and to find exactly which ears they belong to or which <laughs> yeah, yeah, which tail it is. Oh, that's definitely a Flareon tail. Oh, that's, that's Everybody's mad about speed. the stolen Pokemon, but nobody's mad they stole the gun designs. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're Canadians, that's why. I was going to yeah. talk about it at the end of the podcast because I played that game a, a ton this weekend. There's Did just you? So, okay. right, save it. Save it. Let's do it. There's so a much ton? stuff that's floating so around about that. Yeah. Okay. I wrote about it this morning in my yeah. balance board conversation, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 keep it keep it going. Just just in the interest of time, um, Dean, I think your review for the Ultra probably not coming out this week people will hear this podcast on friday by the time they hear it it might be out early next week i think that's that's what you're yeah, my, uh, my goal is to have it published by tuesday or wednesday um i was going to do it earlier but i really need to take more pictures and again i wasn't feeling the greatest so i need to take pictures throughout the week at some point so we're talking the 30th or the 31st likely 
it comes out on the 31st, so hopefully the 30th. I'll oh, yeah, well, we got to get it up by the, the 31st. Yeah, I'll probably be working on it throughout the weekend, too, so. So one of the things with, like, the new era of the Syrup cast that we kind of want to inject in here is is nostalgia. Um, so what I thought might be fun is to take a look back at the, the Note 7, since we're already talking about Samsung stuff. I reviewed that phone way back in 2016. It really felt like, at least at the time, like a new era for Samsung. It was the first like very iPhone feeling like Samsung device that I had ever used, especially in, in, in the context of the S series. It had this very like sleek, solid, unibody design. I think if I remember correctly, is one of the first smartphones to have IP68 water and dust resistance. Like when I look back at my review, every photo I have, I have like little droplets all, all over it in every picture. So it was obviously something that, that was a big deal at the time. We we all know how like the Note 7 ended, right? It, it ended in, in, yeah. in disaster for it Samsung. Ended in fire. Ended in, in, in a fire. Um, but in those first few weeks before things turned, the sentiment surrounding that phone was, I it felt at the time at least the the most positively that a Samsung phone had had ever been received. Um, so I, I guess what I just wanted to like throw out to you guys and feel free to chime in whoever has something to say. But how how did you guys feel about the Note Seven when it launched before the battery controversy? Like I I know that things changed once all that happened, but there is this like few weeks of grace period where that phone was everywhere and everybody was talking about how cool it was bennett was a child how could you ask him something i was a child no man i was like in high school classes with my ipad on the verge just you could not have actually not doing paying attention i think i was 2016 2016 you were not in high school no you're that much yeah you're not that much younger you joined you joined you're right you're right I know, yeah. I know. I was halfway through university at that time. Yeah. So I was still in a class on an iPad reading The Verge. But yeah, okay, cool. Um, but, you know, I was going to say, I don't know. I, I, like, to me in that time and to just, like for a long time, like my only real insinuation with Samsung was just like all those screenshots I saw on Reddit where people had this the worst custom font ever. And uh, for that reason point. alone, at that time, I hated Samsung. Wasn't it touch um, But you're right. Then? Yeah, it was. Pardon? Yeah, it was called it, it was like, and it was one of the default fonts, and it was still really bad. You still see it sometimes to this day online, was, but it, I, I always still think it's. No, it was parody. definitely um, still touch because it's we're at One UI six now, which means we're at six years. Into yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, you're right. So that's yeah. two years before One UI, I think. Yeah, oh, I forgot so, about TouchWiz. TouchWiz was horrible, and How, uh, so yeah, I guess like we've had we had good HTC phones that were kind of competing at that point too. So I don't sure. know how like groundbreaking it was for me. You know, we're like maybe it's at the third gen M8 that year. That was, loves HTC. No, that was the HTC 10 that no, yeah, the HTC 10 that year. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like HTC still I still feel like had a lot of credence, and then. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, the other thing, less about me, but it was actually interesting that when we were talking about people switching Samsung, iPhone, whatever, nobody really brings up the, the fiery phone anymore, though. You know, as much as that seemed <laughs> no, like the end of the world for Samsung, what? I think they, they did move past but that. But they quite, should, so. because, and the reason why they people should. People should bring it up. You're right, because all the swelling batteries. The swelling batteries. It's a well-known the thing in the tech reviewer circle. If you ask any tech reviewer who's reviewed a Samsung phone, they will know, yes. We talk about it. I'm in some group chats. We talk about it all the time there. We talk it's about it at work now, with us but... here. We talk about it. All... Has it been publicized? I think, yeah, it's been publicized. People yeah, know. yeah, yeah. There was a, a wave last year where a lot of people were, like, messaging about it. Mr. Who's the Boss made a yeah. big video about it. Like, it was a thing. But every Samsung six... phone. Go ahead, Dean. Swells. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. The battery. Well, no, it doesn't swell, but if you if you leave it unused for like two yeah. years, it it seems like they all just swell. Yeah. I have an S6. Which is like most people don't do that, but we do. We do. Yeah. There's an S6, a seven, and an eight that I just had sitting around like in a box um, that had had that happen to it. So I, I, a lot I've of ZTE phones to, had that happen as well. I've seen it up to ten, and maybe twenty, but I haven't seen it past that. And none of my phones have swollen swollen yet. Uh, so the only I, one I still have my, my old Pixel did Ultra. that though. Like it, it has a swelling Pixel? problem. Did yeah. it pop off the back? Oh, yeah, yeah I don't it. know if you guys can see you that. Can I'm see holding it up to the camera. Yeah, you can, see it. Yeah. You can totally see it. So, like, I, I feel like that's yeah. not an exclusive Samsung. So no, it's, it's, not. it's not an exclusive Samsung thing, but it it's seems more most popular apparent. with Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think even probably it's probably because Samsung maybe sells more phones. But I, even like the Mister Who's the Boss thing is he like had every phone imaginable. Right. It was like pretty much every Samsung and like three other random ones. It's something with how they manufacture their their batteries there's something yeah. specific we're just lucky that they don't explode anymore <laughs> uh, well okay. apparently the swelling is like an anti-explosion thing right it's like letting the gas like, uh, expand or something so it doesn't like build up and like, become a problem sense. like oh. i think the swelling is a built-in mechanism to let the gas expand for when that happens yeah. rather than it like being compressed and then popping yeah that makes sense oh good job samson but it's still not back, good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you don't want it. You know? I know what They're secretly just saving your life. Yeah. I yeah, mean, well, that's because they almost phones. killed like eight people once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is, speaking of exploding phones, there was this BlackBerry phone that we reviewed. And for some reason, we had like dry ice around the office. I don't know if either of you guys worked here no, at that, that design. We had, not. we had dry ice around the office for some reason because like some company shipped it to us. I have no idea why. And we were taking photos with like, the dry ice behind the blackberry phone and it looked like it was exploding cool. blackberry was yeah. not pleased they, they, they were not pleased with those images they're still in the back end somewhere i like put a, some a good I time some ai smoke on my last one plus review and i don't think they were pleased <laughs> i don't think they were pleased with that review period uh i mean, yeah, I mean they weren't. you wait uh, till you see this next one I, when this po- podcast comes out the review embargo will be lifted so we can technically talk about it but i've got a laundry list of bugs and this i like the a... i was like hey i don't I don't think I'm on the final software. And he's like, oh, check. He's like, oh, yeah, you are. And I was like, okay. Well, this is the OnePlus 12, to be clear, right? Yeah, the 12. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yikes. Um, so before we move on to your next segment, Patrick, um, I just want everyone to do a little nostalgia. And this will only be nostalgia for Patrick and I. But my first ever yeah. phone I reviewed was a Samsung phone. That Don't try to feel nostalgic, Chris. I'm watching you. We're not allowed. It's an that... A-series device. No, it was a... Oh, yeah, it might have been AC. It might have been a rugged... It was a rugged device. And Patrick and I decided we'll just drop test this. And oh, we just dropped I that forgot. phone so many times. <laughs> I was so stupid. I and remember then, that. And then Samsung just did not talk to me for like a good two years. But now yeah, I'm back to dumb. We, we just didn't know that it was going to break. Like, oh, yeah, we it was really stuff- rugged. We we did stuff Happens. within the like rating. Yeah, it was it, that was a weird. Yeah, thing. I, I mean, we kind of did stuff within the rating. We were supposed to drop it onto plywood. <laughs> kind of, yeah. We dropped it, was it onto concrete. Six inches of plywood or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, not the same. It lasted like twelve drops. Is that YouTube? Is that video still on YouTube? Yeah, I'm oh, sure. If you go into the archives, yeah. it's in there. Yeah. Nice. There's also another cool. one where like Ted set a phone on fire. From I back then in that era. Yep. Well, Ian was. There's also one where you guys play hockey with a phone. That was the same video, the one where um, it was set on fire, oh, okay. I think. That wasn't the same um, show. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I think it was a flip phone. <sighs> no, it was like a cat phone, you know, that construction yeah, 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 phone. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Do they still I don't know, make it was a, I think so. They yeah, email dude. me sometimes. Oh, crap. You're not a real construction worker if you don't own a cat phone. No, real construction workers just use better cases now. Yeah. <laughs> no, those aren't real construction, construction workers. workers and they use better those guys cases are lame. Now. That's stolen valor. It's not real. Phone. Okay. Your, your phone has to have built-in two-way radio. Or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 keep it going. I, I, another thing that I wanted to add to the pod um, in this this new year is just talking about some of the other notable stories from from the past week on the site. So, for this top tech news segment, I, I pulled out. Um, two stories. First one, which was leading the site uh, for most of the weekend and I think Thursday and Friday last week, and it kind of came as a bit of a surprise. The source is rebranding as Best Buy Express. Um, And to give listeners some context, Bell's owned the source for a really long time. Um, The source used to be Radio Shack. Not that long, though. Like, only, like, 15 years. Like, it it had its own heritage of being other things, you know? Sure. It was was Radio Shack before that. But, like, in the context of retail, 15 years might as well be 100 years in in, in some ways these days. Not in this country. We've got the HBC, pal. (laughs) Zellers is back. That's true. I I don't. We've got the oldest company known to man. Isn't Apple only? Not not Apple's not only fifteen years old. I mean, their phones only been like fifteen. Sorry. Anyway, I was just yeah. I know what you're getting at. It has been owned by Bell for a really long time. Yeah. It's it's just it's like a branding shift, and I don't I don't don't necessarily see the point because it sounds like yes, they're going to renovate the stores. They're going to close a bunch of them. Some of them are still going to be around, obviously. Um, But it 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 seems like it's just. Like it, I don't I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this. Like the source is, will now only Bell offer Bell's telecom services. I'm assuming they already thing? did. No, that I think Best Buy has better this. chance of buying Bell than Bell buying. Are you buying kidding Best me? Buy. You think that Bell can buy? You think Best Buy can buy Bell? No way. Are you serious? No, probably Best not. You're right. Lost, Best, Best Buy's been fighting Amazon Shop. and it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? No, Best Buy didn't lose Future Shop. Best Buy owned it. They yeah, closed, they won that they, fight, dude. No, they no, Best Buy. That wasn't a closed down. Best Buy had owned both Best Buy and Future Shop when they closed yeah. them down. I used to work at Best Buy. And for the five Best years. Buys didn't close though, dude. No, but they lost one. You know, they they had a little profits. purpose on there. Little... They lost some of their profits. Pardon? Anyways, I don't think Best Buy can buy Bell. That is insane. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. What but, this reminds yeah. me of is more like the Indigo and Chapters thing that yeah. happened. It's another one of those takeovers that happened. But interestingly, they changed all of the like what were they Coles before the the little in mall yeah. shopping ones to now they're indigo spirit i think it's like the same thing where why why did they feel the need to change the name of the it's store weird. It's to a weird line one. well no, I, I think for best buy this name? is about manifest destiny what you know this is american politics this american heritage down to the core it's like we expand we get it all this continent belongs to us like there's probably tech stores in mexico in like the Caribbean that are also being taken over as Best Buy Expresses, but and we and like they don't they don't care if they lose they, money off the front, but in like twelve years uh, when it's just Best Buy everywhere, and like, then in twelve more years when Amazon it's everywhere, just a, but like you know they it's a metaphor fight for colonialism. Is yeah, Bell just take, is yeah. Bell back in is Bell back in like out like will Bell in like ten in five years be like yeah Best Buy is going to buy all of our sources? No, they're playing I a bigger so. role in it too. Uh, when you like get in, we we don't have time to get into the weeds of it, but like Bell, like it's going all. All of these Best Buy Express locations will be operated by Bell employees. 
They, they'll well, still be like the Bell's same employees stores. will still be there. They they still really... sell Bell plans only. Um, so it wait, basically well, to me it feels like Best Buy is kicking them a bunch of money. Um, they get to close a bunch of stores, and this likely means that Bell will be able to like start distancing distancing themselves over the next like like you said five ten years, and then Best Buy either owns them all outright, closes them so that only Best Buys exist, or they just use it as a... If it, if it ends up being a good business plan to have smaller Best Buys around, maybe they continue well, with it. There's, um, the most important there's Best Buy question. Mobiles, too. There are Best yeah. Buy Mobiles. That's what I'm asking. But I think there, with, the, with the way of shipping, like being able to ship to places nearby, maybe this is like but, helpful in small towns and places. But like I think there's two sources in the Eaton Center and a Best Buy. What's going to happen? You know? I don't know. But the most important have to thing fight. is... Yeah. Will my uh, employee discount still count? Mm, this is what you're worried about. Is I, think still so. work, I think it will carry on for really? now. Okay. That's the second well, most important question. Both of my parents work at Bell. Of course I have a, a, a source discount. Well, I thought you still <laughs> to have a, a more important question. Yeah, the the what, most what you... important question is, do these stores now run on 5G? Like, How are they getting <laughs> it to run uh, faster? So I don't important. understand. Nothing runs express... on 5G in Canada. Yeah, where is the express coming in? That's all I need to know. It's the the point the point of sale terminals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like every time I walk past the source of the mall, it is like dead. Like even on Black Friday, so it was yeah. so dead. Um, like I was going and it's like Alex and I were in there on Black Friday. We just did like a lap, and I think like four people asked us like, "Do you need help?" And you know, if four people are asking you need help, it's like there's no one else. Like Best Buy was like people are really bored. It was like the only place of PS5s for a while. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. The source, the source near me knew my name because I would go in so often (laughs) to ask about PS5s, but I was the only one who was ever in there. Like yeah. they they knew if I walked in and they, there was somebody else coming out, I could just like ask the person leaving. I'm like, do they have PS5? No, okay, I, I'll leave now. Like that was <laughs> that was my experience. I'm not even gonna step in. Yeah, I haven't shopped at a source in like or bought anything specifically at a source in a re- like maybe since high school. There was one in my hometown, and I honestly don't think I've shopped at one since since I left there. I bought this pop socket at a source. That's the only thing I think I think I've bought at a source in probably 20 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. pass them into the source since it was called Radio Shack. It, that's probably so, true, I guess, honestly. <laughs> do we think that the source rebranding as Best Buy gets more sales traffic in those in those stores? No, I I, I honestly don't, I don't think, think it changes so anything. I think it's like yeah. put slapping a new name on something in an effort to try to re- revitalize like on location retail for I the source locations. I don't think it will. Disagree a little bit. I think it might help a little bit. I just think that people. Uh, are more comfortable with Best Buy and more tr- trust Best Buy than the source. I think it's a more trustworthy place to get stuff. Um, I guess. What kind of things do you buy the source beyond video games? You know what I mean? Like, does anyone go in there and buy a laptop? Exactly, right? But people they go sell them. Best like... They sell them. They sell yeah. everything. But, like, what? Like, five in the back? Like, there's not a lot of space in those stores. No. Do you, you think know? it would have done better if they did sort of the Zeller's approach and they had gone back to Radio Shack? Oh, I do. I, I do. I think Radio Shack by Circuit City. Oh, I think they can't. <laughs> that would have been so cool. There's a there's a U.S. company that owns the Radio Shack name, so and there's like a whole lawsuit from yeah, years ago. Yeah, I, so I don't there. think they, they could. I went to a Radio Shack in Hawaii. It had the exact well, yeah. same. They like, can still exist in the states, can't they? Yep. Uh, well, it didn't have any. What was it like? It was was it amazing? It was. Did, empty. did it change your it life? It was empty inside, but it still had the Radio Shack. 
uh, stuff on, like the actual like store name was That's still funny. called Radio Shack. It looked exactly the same, but it was empty except for like there's people in it, but like it didn't have like you can and not anyone could go in it. Like you keep, like it was being replaced or something. So let's let's talk about the second. Let's see what the second thing is, and we'll determine if it's worth talking about instead of continuing <laughs> on this. <laughs> we got to move on from uh, the Best Buy, the Best Buy Source rebranding podcast to the last. The Best last Buy just stopped selling piece. physical media in stores. Now they're opening new stores. What's happening in this world? Wait, what? Things. Uh, movies only. They still sell games. Movies. Yeah. Although there are rumors uh, that Xbox is going to be starting pulling physical media from a lot of stores too. So well, they just I, did. I they just did Hellblade, right? That. Hellblade Two is no longer is not going to be in physical. It's correct. Digital. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Correct. So Bell's raising the cost of Crave to $22 a month. That's up from 19 That's a lot okay, of Okay, yeah, I could talk money. about this. I hate this too. That, that's why I wanted to bring this up. I knew you'd <laughs> like it. I, that's a lot of money. Like a lot of, a lot, a lot of money for that particular streaming service. But if I had to pick one of all the platforms that I subscribe to, Crave would always be the one that I come back to because I like the HBO content. Like I would take Crave over Netflix any day just because I, I i like the hbo content and don't really consume anything on netflix anymore but and i'm sure ben it's about to chime in and say something but like streaming services are no no, getting... no i'm just checking my email to see if i got a price increase from <laughs> for my, my thing. streaming services are getting so expensive that as a consumer i find myself needing to be like very careful with which which ones i continue to subscribe to um on a like repeated basis and like netflix i canceled for for three months i recently resubscribed because there's something i wanted to watch um so there is still that versatility but they kind of feel like would you want to watch it it kind of feels like cable again i I can't remember what it was that i want to watch i I resubscribed for a reason what's even in premium sorry like which what's in premium crave because they're not touching their standard or their I, I guess is it just HBO and Stars no, that you get I didn't in a premium? I think you needed premium for HBO anymore. No, it's 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 all under the same umbrella. It's just you either get it with ads or without ads. The premium is just without ads, oh. and then you yeah, get more screens. No, no, higher no because no, because st- they're standard with ads and the standard without ads. So there must be another difference. It must be the HBO part, and no, then nobody ever buys it without. No, HBO has been included for a long time. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. So, so premium is the only one without ads at this point. I was I, so funnily enough, I went to subscribe to Crave this weekend because I watched True Detective nine episodes of The Last of Us and didn't finish the finale, and so I was like, well, now I need to subscribe to finish that one last episode, and when I saw the price, I was like, there's no way I'm not I'm not doing an ad tier. And so do I really commit to $22 a month? Absolutely not. So at some point I'll go on another flight and then I'll get to finish The Last of Us. But until then. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Crave. I read that wrong. It's Crave Standard with ads. Ah, I read that wrong. I can't read. Yeah, this this is why I'm so upset. Like, There's no way it costs that much money just to watch basic crave content not even like hbo i kind of like i could kind of understand it before because i'm willing to pay the extra ten dollars for hbo genuinely yeah. <sighs> but basic crave is like what are you what's on there oh, down, so, so basic crave has everything right it just it has video it's up to i have the plans in front of me right now and uh, 720p I, video quality but like what shows feature. are people like people wanting to on basic crave you know what I mean? anything because hbo is on it yeah, everything oh. is now basic crave, oh, but okay. at the same Sorry, time, you're right, you're right. You got me. You got me. You, you know, it, like it, it is nice that it's no longer as confusing as Prime, where you almost have to subscribe to a whole bunch of different packages. At this point, it is cable again. But at the same time, 
$22 just to access any content. Like so, I mean, Netflix is almost there as well. It's, it's so, pretty absurd. I think Netflix like, at, at a high def, like for 4K, I think it's there. So you also get downloads available with Crave, and you can watch stuff live. And though, although on Crave, you can only, you can still password share, but you're still really limited to the amount of smart TVs you can put it on, which is really annoying. It's, it's going to change too, I'm sure. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and that, yeah, it's going to change for the worst though. Yeah, the yeah. The thing with the, uh, the yeah. thing with the basic stream that is nuts to me is like 720p video quality. That's crazy in, in 2024. Yeah. That's like, that yeah. would look genuinely awful on my well, TV. Even, even basic quality uh, Netflix is $6 and you get 1080p. I'd be okay with that. I've been fine with that, though. I've actually been fine with that. I'm saying that's good. I've been good. using that on my I'm mom. That's yeah, like yeah. The cheapest, fair that's fair the enough, fair one. enough. But so the the last thing with this that I just wanted to talk about, Bennett, you've um you have a friend <laughs> that's kind of yeah, changed 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 the way that they consume content. Uh, do you want to describe that a little bit? And do you think that this is something that a lot of people are going to be doing? Medium. Um, yeah, I don't know. Similar kind of where Chris was was getting at is just like I I was looking at all my streaming services, and obviously being a mobile syrup, I feel like. I'm one of the first people to know every time one goes up. So that always hits like hard, hard, hard. We're just like, oh, what's going up this month? Oh, what's going up this month? What's going up this month? And then password sharing, password sharing, password sharing. It was like, I used to be able to be like, okay, me and three friends get together, have this one shared with my mom. Like, you know, there's ways to kind of like make things affordable and um, I guess like fair for how much I watch it. Like the convenience is really nice, but um, I only end up watching Netflix like, one week out of the whole month where I watch Prime one week and Crave. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not watching Netflix every single night. At every night, maybe $20 is worth it. But if I'm not watching Netflix every night, $20 isn't really worth it. It so, adds up. Um, yeah, all of that just kind of really started getting to me. And then so I started going back to the old the old ways. I, I opened up the ancient ancient internet tablets, and I found the, the ways we used to do before when cable existed, which is basically, like you said, where we're at now, where it's like you're getting streaming with ads, and you're paying like crazy absorbent amounts for it from different providers for their select shows, which is basically just cable again. But at least you can not be locked in for like multiple years at a time, which is like the one saving grace we have left. Although that probably will go away some point soon. Um, but yeah, so basically pirating, pirating a lot more using Flex. <laughs> um, and it's been fantastic. It's been really great. I get to like just pick things that I want and watch them. Um and yeah, it's nice. I used to buy a lot of stuff, like I used to stream, and then I would just buy like the shows that I couldn't, like the one-off show that I needed, like, oh, I don't know, what was it that I do? bought before? Like Rick and Morty. It was like, I was never going to subscribe to Stack TV. So before that whole thing went south, I would always just buy the Rick and Morty season when it came out. Because um, it was like, I don't need Stack TV, but I just want to watch this, $25, whatever, I'll pay it. Um, but yeah, everything I feel like just got so, so expensive. And I feel bad not supporting uh, creators as much. But, uh, yeah, the only one I subscribed to is Crave. Um, that's only because at the point when I bought it, it was Black Friday, and I did, like, the whole year at once that I split with my friend. Um, which is also why I'm worried about this increase, because it's like we just got that good deal for a whole year. Is that going to go up? Like, are, we, are they going to charge us more? I think we're locked in for the You're year. You're locked but in, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm after afraid. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing from a lot of people that I know, like, the way that Netflix combated piracy was convenience, but also price. Like it was cheaper and easier. And yeah, pirating things today is probably arguably just as easy as it was, maybe a little bit easier depending on the way that you're doing it. 
Um, but it's the cost that's really convincing people to go back to the dark side. And I, I know a ton of people that have, have done the same thing. So I, yeah, I certainly, like, don't certainly don't, uh, $300 on streaming yeah. or $66 on a VPN yeah. and just go under the radar beyond uh, publicly but, talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah that this is a good place to wrap it up we're, we're way way over time um thanks for listening to the Surfcast. dean's full review of the galaxy s22 ultra will not be up on the site by the time you listen to this podcast but will likely be up shortly after uh, a couple days likely you can find me on twitter at, at patrick underscore work and of course at mobilesurf.com i don't really have anything to to share that that i've been working on because i'm doing a ton of things but behind the scenes um but i did play a lot of palvers this weekend I think it is a very interesting game with some really inventive mechanics that I wish we could see in the Pokemon series, but we never will. Um, and just to all of those, all the allegations and things being thrown around about uh, plagiarism and generative AI, the, the only thing that I would caution with that, and I, I wrote about it this morning on Mobile Syrup, is that we don't know any of that for sure yet. A lot of it is people um, either like Reddit sleuths inferring things or people on Twitter bringing up like past tweets from executives at the company talking about generative AI. Nothing's confirmed. Um, so, and then there also is like a bit of um, a thing going on where, where people are sending the developers of that game death threats, which is awful. Um, so yeah, I, th I think that before, which is un unacceptable under under any any circumstances, but I think before people bring out their pitchforks, um, it's worth waiting for uh, someone to get to the bottom of whether or not all of this stuff is true, because it's just spreading like wildfire right now. And I looked into it quite a bit this morning, and it looks like things are leaning that way, but we definitely don't know for for certain. Um, yeah, that that was my my little little end of the podcast uh, diatribe. Uh, Bennett, where can people find you and what have you been working on? Um, you can find me on mobilesyrup.com. By the time this goes live, my OnePlus 12 review should be on the site, so you can read that. Um, and then also just kind of behind the scenes working on tech effect videos. So that's that's where I've been. It's where I will be for the next foreseeable little bit. And maybe I'll pop back up onto a few pods and then maybe pop back up a little bit more in the summer. We will see. Cool. Dean, where can people find you? And is there anything that you wanted to highlight? You can find me on uh, My Daily Dose on Threads, where I just thread about gay stuff. And you can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, and and uh, recently, uh, Chris did a cool video with me in it about the S22 Ultra. Or nope, wrong phone. S24 Ultra, so uh, hands-on. And you can check that out. Cool. And last but not least, Chris, I, I don't think people can find you anywhere. You're you're an enigma on the internet. But is there dreams. anything that you wanted to, to highlight? Wow. <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to highlight? Uh yeah, I mean people can find me on mobileserve.com. if you've heard of that, it's a pretty cool place. Uh occasionally on the YouTube channel as well. But uh I, I things coming up, I think I'm gonna be doing a DJI Mic two review piece that we're gonna put out. Uh I've been really impressed with those so far, so that's awesome. Uh, as nice. well as I'm going to be helping out on the tech effect again. So, you know what? I'll, I'll see you guys on those videos. It'll be a good time. You can find me in the YouTube comments. Cool. And as always, you can find all of our content at mobilesyrup.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mobilesyrup. Thanks for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.